Oh, postpartum, that blurry, blissful time after you have your baby. But what's it really like? What can you expect? How does it really feel to bring a new baby home? Hey, I'm Chelsea, and here on the Postpartum Project, I get to talk to real moms about their postpartum experiences, because I believe that sharing our stories can help other moms feel seen and less alone. Yep, it's messy, but it's also pretty magical. Welcome to the Postpartum Project. Today I'm talking with Lisa. She's a mom of one little boy, and she didn't know what to expect of postpartum. People told her about the sleeplessness and the diapers and all the love she would feel for her son, but postpartum ended up being quite a bit different. Here's Lisa's story. Hey, Lisa, thank you so much for joining me on the Postpartum Project. I'm so excited to hear your story. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. You're so welcome. So uh, first, tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, Tell me about what you do for fun, all that good stuff. Yeah, so my name is Lisa. I am a stay-at-home mom to a sweet two-year-old boy. His name is Adam, and I am, prior to that, I was actually working full-time for six years uh, at a bank. So I have worked for the first year of my son's life. So, and then after that, um, I actually became a stay-at-home mom, Um, not under circumstances that were really that happy. It wasn't a choice that I um, made myself. We actually lost my mother-in-law suddenly. Um, And then after that, we just, we decided, you know, it was best for me to stay home with him because um, one, childcare in California is just really freaking expensive. Um, and we just didn't, you know, really trust anybody with our son. So I became a stay at home mom after that. Um, and so that being said, I'm from California, we're from California, but pretty soon we'll be moving here literally this Saturday to up to the Pacific Northwest. So we're really excited. And then from there we'll be looking to buy our first home. So we're really excited about that. Um, and I have been with my partner for six years now, um, and for fun, we actually like to be, um, outdoors a lot. Um, we really like things like camping and hiking and just being out in nature, I think is, is our happy place, which makes us really happy to be moving up to the Pacific Northwest because here we live in like kind of like a beach town. It's beautiful, but I think Washington where we're moving is much more our scene. So um, definitely being outdoors is what we love to do for fun as a family. That's so awesome. So tell me about your family. How did you all find each other and come together? Yeah, so I met Anthony. Um, at my place of work so he just kind of walked in one day and I thought he was cute so I made more of an effort to talk to him and you know just kind of flirting here and there and we really hit it off so um, he caught on to that obviously and um, asked me out on my first on our first date which was rock climbing, uh, rock climbing gym. So that was really fun. I found out that he was a climber, which explains the whole outdoorsy thing. Um, and yeah, things just kind of took off from there. And 
four years later, we had our son and became a family. That's so awesome. I love that. Um, So talk to me a little bit about your journey toward becoming pregnant. How did that all happen? Yeah, so actually for us, it wasn't too so much of a journey and more of a surprise. Um, I We found out that we were pregnant um, or I was pregnant or I don't know. I think it's kind of funny when people say we or I or whatever, but um, found out we were pregnant um, shortly after a trip to Disneyland. Um, at that point, I was like, six weeks along. So I don't think that I was, he was like a product of Disneyland, but I think he was there because he just before. Um, so I was literally, you know, pregnant at Disneyland without even knowing it. And then I came back, um, life resumed as normal, uh, for a little bit. And then all of a sudden I just start to become like, you know, feel really ill and, um, you know, nowhere in my mind did I think I was like pregnant or anything. Really, I was just like, oh, I just like have a stomach flu. So I called in, was out of work for like a couple days. And then, you know, went back to work, resumed life as normal, but then noticed like, you know, I was like two to three weeks late. And I was like, oh, wait. And I really thought about it. And I was like, I, thought back, I was like noticing some weird things. Things started to like smell weird and taste, like couldn't taste anything. Like it was just all those things got me curious. So I took a test and sure enough, I found out I was pregnant. Um, and we were, we were shocked. To be honest, we were nowhere in the mindset of becoming parents at that point. So at first, we were terrified. We were like, oh my gosh, can we do this? Are we capable of being parents right now? You know, eventually, you know, as in the further along I got and the more we saw him grow, you know, we came around and became really excited. But honestly, in the beginning, we were just, we were just terrified, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Crazy. So tell me a little bit about your pregnancy and how that went. Yeah, so uh, in the beginning, it was a little bit tough. I did have a lot of morning sickness, um, and that lasted for a good little bit. That lasted till maybe about halfway through my second trimester, which was really frustrating because uh, it was actually really funny because at that time, there was three people in my department at work who were pregnant, we, we like, and there's four people working in my department. So three out of four of us found out around the same time. It's crazy. That's nuts. Um, yeah. So I, you know, I heard that by the time she went into our second trimester, she was feeling great and having all this energy when that wasn't like the case at all for me, I was still feeling really ill and just really drained all the way through the second trimester. Um, but then, you know, that went away pretty suddenly and started getting my appetite and my energy back. And um, after that, I just became really hungry all the time. And and then it just kind of went smoothly from there. It was a really easy pregnancy for the most part. Um, up until we 36 weeks. Um, at 36 weeks, I went in for an appointment and I found out that I tested positive for uh, beta strep or GBS. 
So we knew then that there was uh, that risk more so for the baby than myself. So we knew then when I went into labor, I was going to be giving antibiotics. Um, and then two weeks later, I went in for last my last appointment at 38 weeks. And um, they read my or they read my blood pressure and my blood pressure read really high so that was a big concern because that was um, a sign for I mean, being at risk for preeclampsia um, so that day they um, sent me from the OB um, and they told me to go get admitted for a non-stress test um, where they read they monitored my blood pressure for a little while and um, you know, it was fine. After a while, it went back down, but they told me to go back to my OB um, in one week and be ready for a possible induction. Um, so I came back one week later at 39 weeks. Um, and again, my blood pressure read high. So I had to be admitted and went in for another non-stress test. And, you know, um, things weren't looking very good so they're like okay so we got to induce you so it was they're like this is it it's baby time and um what's actually really funny is at the time um, my other half he's uh working in construction so he is a carpenter um and at the time his job was literally at the birth center at the hospital so he was literally there like best case scenario didn't even have to rush to the hospital because he was there before me even. Um, so, you know, I was in bed. I texted him. I was like, hey, you know, it's baby time. It's go time. And all he had to do was literally hang up his hard hat and just pick his head through the door and say, I'm here, you know. That's perfect. And so, yeah. Yeah. So um, then, yeah, so you got induced. Tell me a little bit about your birth experience. Yeah, so, yeah, I was induced, um, and I was given antibiotics pretty much from the get-go, pretty much right away, which, with being induced, it was much easier for them to time the antibiotics, so that was good, um, and I, shortly after I arrived, I was given pitocin right away, um, and then after that, um, you know, I just remember kind of laying there and really kind of being bored for a little while, to be honest, just kind of, you know, being a little bit bed bound, um, and just kind of hang out for hours. And, um, all of a sudden at, um, uh, you know, hours went by and at midnight, um, that was when my water broke. And when my water broke, um, it literally sounded like I heard an audible just pop. And it sounded like, you know, they snapped a rubber band on me. And that's like all I heard. And, you know, you know, just a little trickle of water. So it wasn't that like gush of water that you hear in like the movies or anything. Um, and up until then, like my contractions weren't like too, too bad. Um, I learned that I had a pretty high pain tolerance. So for me, they weren't like horrible up until my water broke. Um, and then from there, that was when 
things started to get like a lot more painful and I was getting a lot of like back labor and that probably went on for um, about like 12 hours or so because at that point it was midnight and that went on for about 12 hours and then by the time morning came it was like 10 11 o'clock the nurse came in and said you know it's, it's time to start pushing right and so I probably was pushing for about like three and a half to four hours because I had him he was outside by like 2 30 or something like that um and I just remember getting really oh and I totally skipped this but it was a it was a, a medicated birth, so I did get the epidural um, when the contractions started getting really bad. I was like, okay, I, I need it. I, and I knew um, even before going to, into labor that there was that possibility that, you know, I considered getting the epidural because I was just, I was terrified of the pain, you know. Um, and so I knew that that was a possibility that I was going to get the epidural, and I did. And um, so, so, yeah, at that point... Um, I started pushing and that was um, the epidural started to wear off a little bit. Um, not so much to where it was like, you know, unbearable pain, but it did start to wear off a little bit. And so the back labor started up again and it was just really kind of painful. And then by the end of it, I was just like ready to just give up because I couldn't do it because it hurt so much. And um, so the nurse had to call the doctor. Um, and when he showed up, just just kind of his presence and his energy really helped to like calm me down and he's like let's do this we're gonna have a baby and um you know he had to intervene a little bit he had to get that like suction to help a little bit because if i didn't get the baby out of, uh anytime soon there was like a possible c-section and i didn't want that um he didn't certainly didn't want that because he's all about like natural birth and stuff so um, he went and got the suction, but at that point I was already just so exhausted and so, you know, frustrated and just wanted to be over with that he barely even needed to use that. And, um, you know, three pushes later after he showed up and baby was the red side, baby was here. That's so awesome. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like when we are at that point that you just can't, you feel like you cannot do it anymore. You are so close to being done. So that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. Um, what were your expectations of postpartum before you had your baby? What did you kind of think it might be like? You know, I actually honestly didn't really know what to expect. Um, for me, I didn't really I didn't really think about it too much. Um, I didn't really set up those like expectations as to exactly how it was going to go. And I think for me, it comes from having a personality personality of um, just being the type of person who just flies by the seat of her pants and just you know lives life how it goes. So I didn't really make any kind of predictions as to like how postpartum was going to go. So really, I was just going based off of what people were like telling me like the typical things like the sleepless nights and lots of diaper changes and like oh my gosh it's gonna be the best thing ever you're gonna be so in love with your baby and just like all these typical new mom things and just you know really that's all I 
really knew about postpartum, but I didn't at all experience what I expected. People didn't really tell me those things, you know? Yeah, absolutely. People leave a lot out when they're talking about the postpartum experience for yeah. sure. Yeah. So yeah. Um, what was your postpartum experience like? I'd love to hear about that. Yeah, so I was definitely physically, it was definitely weird and a little bit sad being pregnant anymore. It was definitely like a weird, empty feeling, which I didn't really expect that really caught me off guard because I was never really one to be absolutely like in love with pregnancy and stuff and just being pregnant. So um, just feeling that sadness that that time of my life was was done um, really caught me off guard. And um, I think pain wise, it wasn't too bad. Um, it was more so uncomfortable than painful. And part of that was because uh, my epidural didn't actually wear off for like a good month. So that was pretty much like a lot of my healing process. Um, but it was, it still felt really weird because, you know, your insides are all loose and just like, just felt really weird. And that combined with being numb was just really just uncomfortable. And um, the phantom kicks, like, I don't know if you've ever experienced that with your girls. It was definitely oh, the most bizarre thing I had to do like a double take and to make sure that he was actually here and I wasn't dreaming of the whole thing. So the whole phantom kicks was a really bizarre feeling. Yeah, I totally experienced that and I still do. It's really weird. Yeah, it's so bizarre. And um, right after having him, because I was still like really numb, I couldn't feel anything really down, down there. Um, I was probably stuck at the hospital for like a couple days after I had him, which was really just kind of frustrating because um, because I couldn't feel anything. I was so numb, I couldn't go to the bathroom and they were really concerned about that. Um, and so I got stuck at the hospital for a couple days and, you know, um, you know, there was just the typical, there's a lot of just bleeding after that. So you go through a lot of adult diapers, which I wish that I had at the hospital. Let me tell you, mamas, get those before you go to the hospital, because personally, I didn't like those mesh underwear things that didn't hold anything in for me. I was leaving trails wherever I walked. Um, and so, you know, there's going through many adult diapers and all the bleeding and just, you know, just all the, you know, feeling really just kind of more uncomfortable than, you know, any kind of pain for me. And it was just, you know, more being frustrated at the hospital because of that. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And then postpartum mentally, I think was where I had a little bit more, you know, issues there. Um, I remember um, getting home with our, our baby for the first day and immediately feeling 
just this sadness that I wasn't expecting to feel um, because I spent all this time during my pregnancy just wanting to see his face and just wanting him to be here and, you know, just being really excited for that. And um, so that definitely caught me off guard. And I think it was just this feeling of like, I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, it's not just us two anymore. There's this, you know, other being in my life and um so there was that it was it was a weird feeling for sure and i know this was like a, a weird thing to kind of compare it to but it was almost like feeling you know that feeling you get when you're like homesick yeah it was kind of feeling um it was i guess it was just being thrown into this life that i didn't recognize anymore you know so there was that, and then I also remember feeling really sad because I didn't immediately have that overwhelming connection, like love for my baby. I knew that I loved him. I knew I loved him so much, and I knew that I was very protective of him and just that, you know, that motherly instinct just that protection and but I didn't have that there was like a disconnect like I didn't feel that connection with him right away and that's what made me feel really relieved to hear that similarity in Cassidy's story is like yes like I, I experienced that too and that definitely made me feel just really like shameful and just really sad for my baby like oh my gosh am I like gonna love him enough and um which I eventually did um I like you know after he turned about like a month old I remember that exact moment it took me it took me a good little bit uh, after he told me he turned a month old and that was when I just got hit with that feeling. Uh, I was nursing him one day and just singing to him. And all of a sudden out of nowhere, I just started like bawling and like, oh my gosh, I love you so much. I don't know where that came from. It just came out of nowhere. Um, but really from the beginning, like, because I didn't get that feeling right away, you know, in those first few weeks or so after coming home, it was really just almost in a trance, just going through the motions of just surviving the beginning of motherhood and just making sure that he was, you know, happy and healthy and fed. And um, I did a lot of that alone. Um, Anthony had to actually go to work, back to work the following week after I had him. Um, and that was really hard for him. That was really hard for him, but he was at like a really critical time of his job and they needed to get the job done as soon as possible because they were working at the birth center. So they needed to get that done right away. And, um, I told him, I'm going to be fine. I was healing up just fine. I was feeling good physically. It's like, yeah, just, just go back to work, you know, be there. Um, you're important at your job. So just go back. Um, and so a lot of the beginning of my postpartum journey, I was home alone with the baby, um, not for a lack of support, because I had a lot of support around me. I really did. My mother-in-law was there. She wanted to be there for me. Um, but what was odd is that I, I didn't really want people around, which was really weird, um, which you know I wouldn't encourage at all 
you know, that's not the healthiest way to go about it at all, being alone, you know. You know, if people want to help, let people help. Um, but for me, I think I was always the kind of person that, um, because before this, I was actually diagnosed with severe anxiety and depression. And the way that I always coped with it was just wanting to be alone. And so that's the way I kind of handled it with just kind of the, when the baby blues kind of started to set in. So I was, I was pretty much turning down help all the time. And I just wanted to be alone with my baby. And there's really only two people that I wanted around, which was Anthony and at the time, my best friend who had her baby one week before. So we had a lot, you know, in common and I felt comfortable with her and stuff. So really those were the only two people I wanted around. And so, yeah, I just kind of went through the motions of new motherhood, pretty much alone in the beginning. Um, not because for a lack of help, but because it's just the way I wanted it. It was weird. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, and so you, you did have a little help from Anthony and from your friend. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, talk to me a little bit about um, how that felt really not choosing to have support. Did you feel lonely or did you feel okay with it at the time? How did that feel? I, I think that's at the time it felt right but looking back at it now it definitely was a very lonely time i think that i would have had an easier time with like coping if i had more company around um but yeah i think at the time it felt like the right thing to do and i know now that it it definitely was and i see now that it was definitely it was definitely a lonely time Mm, Yeah, I think postpartum can be really Mm -hmm. isolating no matter what, but especially when you're Mm -hmm. having those responses to, you know, this new life and you're trying to do the best that you can. Sometimes we can isolate ourselves further, not intentionally, but yeah, man, I bet that was tough. Um, Talk to me a little bit about feeding and your feeding with um, your baby. How did that go? Yeah. So it actually started out beautifully, like best case scenario, he lashed right away. Like that picture that I sent you was like the very first time he lashed. So he lashed immediately, um, no problems at all for the, you know, first month. Um, And so for the first month, he was exclusively breastfed and I had to feed him every two hours so that was a little bit exhausting um so definitely i was sleep deprived deprived not in the way that you know he was a bad sleeper because he was like the most chill baby and just slept all the time and um but it was because i had to get up and feed him every two hours so that was hard um but really like you know it was great for the first month my milk came in like three days later, four days after I had him. Um, And so he was exclusively breastfed for the first month. And then it was really hard getting up every two hours. And then we look over at Anthony and he'd be like, he's fully sleeping. And we'd be like, gosh, dang it. Why do I, you know, why do I have to be the one getting up every two hours? Right. But then I had to really like remind myself, like he was going to work 
you know, really early. And, you know, he needs his sleep too. And, you know, he's coming home and helping me with the baby in the evening. So, you know, I kind of had to remember that. Um, and I think, honestly, like, it was easy for the first month, but I don't think that I ever really grew fond of breastfeeding. I knew that I wanted to breastfeed him because, you know, I was just always told that's the best thing for the baby and just, I wanted to provide him with the best that I can. Um, and so, uh, but I honestly was never really one to love breastfeeding. Um, so by the time he turned one month old and the whole having to wake up like every two to three hours, they told me that I didn't have to do that anymore. We felt, we developed a schedule where like I would go to sleep at seven to midnight. Um, I would pump beforehand so, to make sure that Anthony had milk to give him. And then um, from midnight to their, you know, then on, I kind of took over and like feeded him on demand, right? Um, and then I think that, you know, he was, almost exclusively breastfed and come like and pumping for pretty much my whole maternity leave um and so it was fine it was fine for like the first three months of his life up until um i had to go back to work and it was then that things got really really tough um so when we went back to work um was when my supplies started to go down because of so much stress. Mm, yeah. So. Yeah. So how did that go going back to work? Um, were you pumping or was he doing formula? How did that all go? Yeah. So when I went back to work, I knew that I wanted to keep him mainly just on breast milk. I had my heart set on that. Um, going back to work definitely was really hard for me. I, I was really at that point, like after he turned a month old was when I really fell in love with just being home with him and motherhood and stuff. So I was really just stressed out going right from the get go, going back to work and just feeling really just salty and upset that I had to go back to work and that caused a lot of stress on me and was just not good for my supply at all so because I was so stressed at work um my supply definitely started to disappear pretty quickly um I was pumping twice a day because we got there was like two of us pumping at the time because there was two of us who just had a baby so we would take turns um in one of the of the lockable rooms in the office um take turns pumping but we really only got 15 minute breaks to pump which honestly was not enough time at all to pump and um i would see my co-work i would kind of see my co-workers milk bags and they would be like completely full she would easily have like eight ounces of milk every time and i would I, at the time, was struggling. I could barely get, like, like three ounces at some point to give him. So that was definitely on me, and just my supply was just, like, slowly dropping when I went back to work. 
Mm, that's so hard. Was that hard kind of comparing yourself to your coworker at the time? Did that affect you emotionally? It definitely did. I was already, because when I went back to work was when I really started to experience like symptoms of like postpartum depression. Like I wasn't, I wasn't ever really like actually diagnosed, but I just knew, you know, I was experiencing a lot of those symptoms, um, just a lot of um, anger and just anxiety. And I was always on edge and I was clearly not performing well in at work at all um and so yeah i was causing a lot of stress for myself and the fact that i couldn't even do that really made me just kind of just angry about the whole situation you know yeah absolutely that i can't i can't even imagine how tough that probably was experiencing some emotional stuff aside from work and aside from breastfeeding and then having this comparison game with a coworker, not game, I shouldn't say that, but like in your own head, you know, comparing what she's doing to what you're doing and, and all of that, which is really, really tough. Yeah. And I was so, I was so happy for her, you know, I wasn't upset at her, but it was like, I was seeing that and I was like, well, what's wrong with me? Like, why can't I do that? You know? So that was definitely hard. Yeah, absolutely. I bet it was. So, um, you have become a stay-at-home mom since then. Talk to me a little bit about that transition. I'd love to know how that went going from working, which was really stressful, to becoming a stay-at-home mom. Yeah, um, because of the situation of how I become became a stay-at-home mom, honestly, it was it was really hard to want to be happy about it because we you know we lost my mother-in-law suddenly so honestly it was like I felt really like kind of guilty about being happy to be able to stay at home with our son um you know I, I absolutely like love it now and I can't imagine doing anything else with my life and you know but at the time it was just like I couldn't I couldn't justify being happy <laughs> about becoming a stay-at-home mom. It's just like, you know, if, if things were different, I think I would have been happy. But because of this, the circumstances, I it was hard. It was hard at first. So it was happy, but I couldn't, you know, I felt bad about being happy. Mm, yeah. You know? I, I, that is, it's kind of a unique circumstance of like you were – probably a little bit happier being a stay-at-home mom than you were working but under the circumstance it's like you're sad that it had to happen like that yeah Yeah. how did how did that all play into some of those depression feelings that you were having um just postpartum just general postpartum feelings mixed with grief of losing somebody it's really special to you guys yeah, so what was definitely hard was just she I lost my mom when I was like 16. Um so I didn't really have too much like motherly guidance on, you know, like how to raise my baby. So I always kind of just she was only the only mom in my life, so I always just kind of went to her for for any questions that I had or any concerns. So the fact that, you know, she wasn't around for, for, you know, all of a sudden was 
definitely hard. And I, I remember when I went back to work, I, because I was feeling so like angry and salty about having to go back to work, because she was the um, caretaker for our son. Obviously, when I went back to work, she was the one to take care of our son. She wasn't working, so um, I said some probably some really just mean backhanded like comments about just feeling really angry about having to go back and um I wish now that I didn't say those things I know that hurt her um and there was there's just a lot of things I wish that she was still around to be able to be there for our son um there was a lot of things that she would have been she would have taught him so much. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, yeah, that's that's hard. I'm so sorry to hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, postpartum is crazy, and especially with with grief and loss mixed in, it's exceptionally difficult. I'm sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Um, I'd love to know anything else you'd like to share and especially some words of wisdom for other postpartum mamas out there or soon to be postpartum moms, anything you'd like to share with them. Um, I'd love to hear all that. Yeah. So my advice to any mamas who are expecting or in their postpartum period is basically to no matter what your postpartum journey or just your motherhood journey in general looks like is to never compare it to another mom's journey, whether it's with like breastfeeding or how you birthed your baby or how your time went during your bonding time with your baby or whether you chose to go back to work or not, just, you know, don't compare your journey to another mom's because no matter what your story is you brought life into this world and that is an amazing thing yes ma'am it is amazing no matter how it happens oh it's so good oh my goodness thank you so much lisa i loved hearing your story and thank you so much listener i hope you enjoyed hearing lisa's story as much as i did and if you did Give us a rating, share with your friends, and subscribe. It really helps other folks find our podcast and feel seen and less alone.